1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch.
0: Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care.
1: I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Denzel McFarlane, Cole Anthony Humphrey, and Joseph Brosnan are musicians who perform together in a band from Toronto, Ontario... Called the OBGMs, originally formed in 2007 by McFarlane and Humphrey, the OBGMs have quietly persevered in Canadian underground rock and punk scenes, earning a dedicated but small fan base for their supercharged performances and songs. The band's profile has never been higher after their 2020 album *The Ends* was shortlisted for Canada's prestigious Polaris Music Prize, which celebrates the country's album of the year is chosen by a panel of music experts, critics, and journalists. Well ahead of the Polaris winner being chosen on September 27th, 2021, Denzel McFarlane and I had a great conversation about his life and times in Toronto, why the rage and threats he sings and spits on the ends are directed squarely at the Canadian music industry, how he's encountered systemic racism as a black guitar player in alternative rock spaces, his affinity for hip-hop, and the last of the rock stars, what he makes of this Polaris Music Prize nomination, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, this is the 628th episode of Creative Control featuring the lovely and talented Dens McFarlane of the OBGMs with your host, me, Vishkana.
0: Hey Denz, how's it going? What's going on? You know, doing well, living the dream, you know? Living it. Living it, okay?
1: (laughs) Where in the world
0: are you living the
1: dream today?
0: Uh, I'm in Toronto, Ontario, you know, screwface capital of Ontario. Uh, That's what it's called. Of Canada, actually. Uh, Of the world. Maybe North America, at least. (laughs) (laughs) The Parisians might have an issue. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. But uh, Toronto's up there. Top five, at least. Top
1: five, yes. I'm from Ontario originally, and I've only been away about a year and a half. Which I know that sounds like I've been away. Uh, I started a pandemic and then I ran away. It's a coincidence. It. It's a coincidence. It. But yeah, so I know Toronto very well. Uh, how long have you been in Toronto?
0: I've been here all my life. Uh, I was born and raised. I grew up pretty much down the street, uh, which is co- a complete coincidence. But uh, I grew up in a housing project called Neptune. Okay. Uh, and uh, now I moved to Bathurst, say with my family. Doing doing well. Feeling nice, you know?
1: Feeling nice, yeah. Things are starting to, as we're speaking, I believe things are opening up, so to speak. Uh, Is that that true?
0: Yeah, uh, we played our first show in Ontario since we... uh, So you ran away and uh, started the (laughs) pandemic, but I would say that we lay claim to that as well, because our last show, prior to the one that we did last week was the day that Tom Hanks said he had COVID. So uh, we are pretty much like the last show in Toronto. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. So, uh, so uh, uh, now we're back to playing shows. We got one. We went at one last week. We have one next week, and it's slowly opening up. Uh, we'll see how long this lasts, but yes, uh, yes. I'm cautiously optimistic.
1: What is it about Tom Hanks? Uh, why does he rule the world? He gets something, and then we all start paying attention and shut down. Before that, it was like, well, if Tom Hanks is fine, we're probably fine. What what is your perception of Tom Hanks in this uh, scenario? Is he responsible uh, in any way for how we're behaving?
0: Life is like a box of chocolates. Is what I would say to that, <laughs> and like you never know what we're going to get, so we have to listen to what Wilson does. Okay, and uh, I'll be <laughs> I'm going to show you my depth of. That time was amazing. Knowledge. I'm waiting for the
1: <laughs> waiting for the bosom buddies reference. That was amazing. Yeah. That was great. I was going
0: to go Philadelphia oh, instead, yeah. but no, nah, we'll just we'll just go here. Great actor. People like to listen to him more than us, and or more than doctors. Clearly, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's when they decided COVID was real. Well, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm happy.
1: He seems to be a relatively nice guy, and. Uh, yeah. progressive guy imagine he he was a jerk and we were all like well whatever he says rules uh yeah. so anyway yeah i'm sorry to do you, i know from what i've seen online mostly uh because i don't believe i ever had the opportunity to see you guys live live shows are important to you is that fair to say
0: yeah we're the guys we're a band that pretty much just lived live mostly um like more than the record and having that go away um, really kind of changed our perspective on how to do music and what music is about it's been a blessing and a curse but like like the pandemic but in this time like we've really got to recenter ourselves and kind of figure out how we can continue doing our art despite a global catastrophe (laughs) you know Uh, and uh, and we found a way you know like we released the album in this Uh, I learned how to edit videos in this and like we're just going to keep on going but live shows is what we do like that's 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 our thing.
1: I can kind of yeah. tell, like I say, from because you've done how many virtual things have you guys done? You did something at the Horseshoe, right?
0: Yeah, I feel like we've done like three, um, and one is too much. Yeah. But uh, uh, we had to keep it going, and uh, it was super fun, weird. I can say that our live shows had as much people as our last show in Toronto, which was the COVID show. <laughs> so so uh, so uh, like so um, uh, so it was it was like riding a bike. You feel
1: like uh, the band is still kind of on the come up on on some, like how long has this band been together exactly? I know it's changed uh, members as well, but how long would you say this band has been together? When did it start?
0: The band started in 2007. Uh, Me and the drummer started making music in 2003, Uh, you know, so um, we've been around for a while. We're always going to be fighting for something, you know, even if we ever do, Breakthrough or whatever, whatever, whatever that means to anybody individually. I'll never feel like I had enough. Like I'm gonna kind of need more because uh, I have a kind of. I've been told I have a chip on my shoulder <laughs> from, uh, from uh, yeah. how uh, how we've kind of been placed and received in this music industry. So you know, I kind of always feel. The need for more because we haven't really had as much as I feel like, think we've kind of deserved. <laughs> you know, In a that's lot of ways. that's
1: fair. You 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 come across very brash uh, lyrically and on stage, yeah. from what I can tell. And I want to get into that a little bit, but let's expand a little bit about the way you feel you've been treated uh, because that's where you're kind of getting at. And by the way, that's yeah. a long run. Two thousand seven. You've been playing with your drummer, you say, since two thousand three. So that's a long time. And around yeah you've been, around, been around but up. but i I, I uh, appreciate your persistence and mm-hmm. uh, that takes a lot of self-belief if you will or self-propulsion delusion -delusion.
0: (laughs) self-delusion is what you have to be crazy to to keep doing this
1: what is the the relationship between you and the drummer first of all uh because 2003 like that's 18 years of playing together as we're speaking what is that relationship how do you two know each other and and if you feel like identifying your drummer by name yeah, I guess well, I guess we'll
0: say his name. Uh his name is Colanthony Humphrey. Uh honestly, he's my best friend. Like uh we met through our sisters. Uh my sister went to his high school and uh right when I was getting into music and learning how to make beats and it started off as a competition. As in, oh, you think you make beats better than me? <laughs> and, uh, and and the competition has never died, you know. It's a uh, it's something that's always kind of fueled us the like oh I got this lick you hear this you hear this music oh uh, you, you see what I've done with this um it's like a healthy healthy fun you know yeah um so yeah we met way back then we were just making beats back then and so uh, how how
1: old how up. old a couple of people are you there at that point would you yeah, say like,
0: you gotta be like 16 16 okay. 18 yeah young so you're yeah, teenagers
1: so. so you're trying to assert yourself learn new things establish yourself a little bit okay so that explains. and so you're just you're bonded it sounds like you might be bonded forever
0: he's stuck he's stuck we're stuck um i was the best man at his wedding i delivered the best speech ever (laughs) i would would say uh his wife had me uh edit it and i didn't appreciate it (laughs) but but it was good but it was good times Uh, um do you uh, do
1: you want to share the director's cut or anything that made the cutting room uh, floor here
0: I can't. I did it privately though, but it involved me singing "Queen to Be" from "Coming to America" as the as their first song for their dance. <laughs> okay, so oh my god, they didn't like that for some reason, and I was like, okay, what are you going to let this artist live? <laughs>
1: but, uh, I'm the best, dinner. best man of all time, and you're stifling <laughs> my time. creativity. That's that was stifling. your attitude.
0: You're, like, wh- whose day is this about? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best man. Yeah, I'm the best. The best. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. I
1: hear you on that. Anyway, okay, I appreciate that. It's a long relationship. I started to ask you about, to expand upon, the way you've been treated in the Canadian music industry. Let, yeah. Let's start with that, because I have my own opinions and experiences in this music industry as well. Yeah. I talked, as you might imagine, I talked to lots of people about their own experiences. What, yeah. what would you want to say about yours and terms of where you started how you've been treated where you're at now
0: yeah i will say us as a band the obgms uh we are more lucky than most like we've had a tremendous amount of opportunities that most people like don't get like we've been able to travel off of music and i've seen things that i never knew existed i say that to say that being a black person in this alternative space isn't the most welcoming, and it's slowly becoming so, but if we're going to date it back to circa 2007, there was no real space for us. This was the height of Dipset, you know? Uh, so Dipset G units, uh, like a lot a lot of legends in hip-hop were killing the game. Okay? Sure. And uh, people weren't necessarily seeing themselves in a rock space, and representation is important, so since you can't see me there, it's hard for people to really associate me being Dominant there Me being somebody That they would listen to there Because they don't see Anybody else around me That looks the same So we come in here With our experiences Both being from Housing projects In freaking Toronto Making music yeah, yeah. Like that is representative Of where we're from yeah. Like the lyrics are like What we're from We're doing talking about what we're from And the space Doesn't look or sound Anything like that So it was really Really hard for people to And still is to A lot to today To get it To get what are we Actually trying to do Like we don't look Or sound like a lot of people. Often in this industry, you'll encounter people that will ask you to change. Like, have you tried looking and sounding like everybody else? Mm -hmm. Have you tried doing other things and incorporating this part to your, what you're from? And it's like a delicate and dirty dance. Like, what part of yourself do you give up to do this music shit that you love. Sorry for swearing. Um, you can
1: swear. It's a it's a oh. podcast.
0: Shit! 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 Oh, no, no, no. A, <laughs> but, uh, there's a quota. You can't. Well, there's a maximum, <laughs> I
1: guess. Uh, okay. No, no, no. It's, no, I, I I hear what you're saying uh, yeah. for sure, and I yeah, it's tough as a person of color myself. I've experienced some of those things for sure. Do you have a sense of like? I, I feel like at this point, has anything changed? I feel like we we yeah. we all talk about. Incremental changes that are occurring, yep. uh, societally, socially, but then when you talk to people who are still feeling marginalized, they're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great that you think there's change happening, and you're talking about it more, but yep. material conditions for me are the same. The racism is systemic. <laughs> like, do you know what that means? Like, so yeah. are you? But at the same time, you know, as we're speaking, you're nominated for this." Award in Canada, the Polaris Music Prize. I think some heads have turned your way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that absolves or suggests everything's fine now. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. I think, like, I'm trying to do this new thing where I celebrate small wins and, like, I do see things changing. Can I feel it as yet? No. But I do see it changing. I see more artists of colors being comfortable picking up guitars and and being in like rock and alternative stasis. There's such amazing artists that are out right now. Nova twins, oxymorons, Troy Irons. There's a there's like a pop punk wave that's going with a lot of different yeah. <laughs> uh, black artists and I think and I think it's really, really cool. It's really, really different in a way. There are still some fundamental changes I would like to see in regards to how uh, black artists are addressed and represented. Uh, If somebody was going to talk about a songwriter and looking for black artists, they wouldn't be looking for me. Uh, That makes this rock music. If somebody was going to recognize a black musician, 9 out of 10 times, it has nothing to do with what I do. And it's because we're still not represented in these spaces. They associate my skin color to hip-hop, which it is hip-hop. Uh, they associate it to R and B because it is R and B, but we just also do this stuff right over here. Uh, so I celebrate the small wins. Um, I think this Polaris thing is this Polaris thing is probably like one of the best things that's happened to the band because it let me know that like I don't have to change to get some of the recognition that, like, I would, honestly, like, I think every musician would like. It's, like, really, really thoughtful, yeah. like, to be amongst such amazing artists, like, like, Zune, like, Helena Deland, like, there's somebody many, just, a, a Cadence Weapon, Claremont II, uh, Rhymed, uh, and, <laughs> like, and, like, and, like, the, and the past winners as well, right? So to be associated with those types of artists is, like, a fantastic thing, and um, I'm just hoping that there's a difference between critical acclaim and commercial success. And I'm hoping that the commercial entities will take notice that there is a movement of different things happening uh, so it can be spread to the people in a more grand way. Uh, because slowly, when people see themselves represented in these communities, it allows them to be accepting. It allows a different wave of music to be to be pushed forward. And, and that's what we're fighting for.
1: Well, that's well said. Uh, you said something about how there's a, a wave of black artists making pop punk Picking up guitars, yeah. do you, from your perspective? I mean, you, your perspective is going to be interesting because you've been. It sounds like making this kind of music since at least two thousand seven. Um, yeah, but do you have a sense from your own perspective, or just from what you're observing, as to why this wave uh, has yeah. sort of emerged? Uh, you know, emerged.
0: Money, <laughs> money. No, money. like money. Huh. Um, like money controls the industry. Money controls a lot of things. So I think. People ride waves that could potentially be financially beneficial to themselves. If you talk about the brass tacks of what music is, there's a music business as well outside of the art. And uh, right now, pop punk has had a resurgence uh, and that resurgence has generated revenue. So I think mm. the major, major players are seeing that there's a financial opportunity to place people in a, in a light. Uh, and push pop punk itself. Uh, so that means pop punk for everybody, white people, black people, everybody, everybody, huh. everybody, can do it. I, now I don't make pop punk. I don't find it me. It doesn't. It's not representative where I'm from and what I do. But um, more power to it. I embrace different things. I embrace the, different looks. I embrace good music. Uh, so as long as good music is the first thing and move forward, moves forward, more power to it. Um, it's not for, it's not for me, uh, but, I, but I love it. I love seeing different artists thrive. We got like, uh, meet me at the altar. We got so many, we got Willow Smith doing things, you know, public figures that are doing really well. And I, and I love it. Um, I'd love to keep on seeing people do different things.
1: By your reckoning, who is a representative of pop punk and, you know, to juxtapose that who is an artist that, and I know you're going to, cause you're, I can tell, you're confident. You're going to be like, "There's no one like us." It's But I, and, I, and I, I would, I would tend to agree. Like I, I, when I listen to your music, I pick out influences. But that's just what we do as music fans. We get a little reductive, I think, uh, unfortunately. But it's just familiar. You look for the comfort. So like, oh, that that reminds me of that. So okay, now I have an entry point into what else is going on here. So that's sorry it. in advance for that, but just in your distinction between what pop punk is and what you are and what yeah. you're not can you just give us a couple of signposts like who who is who is a pop punk artist that you're nothing like and then conversely who, is there an artist you can think of that you wouldn't mind being grouped in with does that make sense
0: yeah so we're unlike any pop punk artist because we don't make pop punk music at all Sure. Um, so that's that's one. <laughs> we don't we don't make anything like that. Um, but we're we're a little bit louder uh, in our in our sound and style. Like I honestly and uh, predictably <laughs> I can say that I don't really think there's a lot of bands that sound like us. And I think that people uh, like all like me myself I try to find who can I associate this with. How does this make me feel? And uh, when I look for artists, and I often ask people, who do they think? Uh, directly. And because, uh, bluntly put, I don't really know a lot about music. Like, I don't know a lot. So I'm very, and, I'm, and I like to know as much as possible. So, like, if somebody can show me an artist that does what we do on a record, by all means, I would love to be obsessed with them and know everything about that band. Hmm. Um, but not a lot of people do. We fuse a lot of different things. I haven't yet, and I've had this conversation, like, a lot over the last year since we released the ends. The yeah, album. yeah. And like I talked I, talk, I ask people directly, "What does this sound like?" Uh, and nobody's been able to really group us with something. Whereas pop punk, you can group everything with everything, right? Um, no, like,
1: no one has mentioned any kind it of art, same. right, but no one has mentioned any artists where you're like, "Okay, I can kind of <laughs> hear that, I can kind of see
0: that." Uh, I've, the artists that we hear the most that I'm like, yeah, um, <laughs> it would be. Uh, Test Icicles, uh, This is a band from. Uh, they they broke up a long time ago, but but I love those guys. They're great. Uh, really really great album. Um, I would suggest everybody listen to them. Yeah, I've heard the Prodigy before, which I'm like
1: eh, the Prodigy. Not over the
0: course. Interesting. Not the cor- not over the course of the record. Just because what people see is like okay, you're kind of rapping, you're kind of singing, la la la, and they'll find a band that's kind of doing that. Right. Um, I've heard early Arctic Monkeys. So I was just been like, yeah, that kind of makes sense, but like over a ten song record. Nothing. Like, nah, nah, there's nothing.
1: Okay. There's nothing. All right. I would
0: say I would, I would. say the only people that I feel that I'm like, okay, like, if we played a show, this wouldn't be such very drastically different, Nova Twins. Nova Twins. Nova Twins are amazing. They're amazing. They released a record in February of 2000, like, of the pandemic year, whatever that was. All right. the years have blend, blended together, you see. Right. So, so uh, but uh, I would say, like, that band, like, I think we share a lot of the same influences, whatever those are, um, because... I think they sound kind of like us or we sound kind of like them
1: you've alluded to hip hop and rap a few times uh, both in ways of like that's not that's just people seeing my skin color Um, but then you also said you kind of acknowledge that on occasion your singing is sort of rap singing I think you kind of said that what is your relationship with hip-hop? Do you like hip-hop? I there... love hip-hop. You love hip-hop? I only
0: listen to hip-hop. Like, I mostly listen to hip-hop outside of making music. Like uh, I tend to, especially when I'm in a writing phase, to only listen to things that are completely opposite of what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. So I'm mostly listening to trap. I'm mostly listening to straight rap, hip-hop, boom-bap. That's what I'm listening to. Uh-huh. I love hip-hop. My cadences that I choose is just mostly just leaning into things that I think I'm I'm better at. There are a lot of bands that have just... Phenomenal singers with unlimited range and limited vocals, and they can do whatever with their voices. Whereas me, nah, not really. I never came into this to be a singer, uh, so I'm gonna stick within my range and do what I do, uh, which is shout. Uh, I shout. Um, <laughs> I change my cadences a little, bit. <laughs> yeah. and, and I and I hide and I hide and I hide behind that, and I really really enjoy it, you know. So I just kind of lean into the things that I'm good at. But you know, but, but you hip hop,
1: yeah. No, that makes sense. You you also said a, a moments ago, you don't really know a lot about music which was interesting. So people come to you with influences that they see and you're like, "Okay, yeah. p- school me a little bit. Like I don't know these bands you're talking about." Which is fair. Yeah, about rock music. Rock music, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's let's make that distinction. So rock music in particular, which begs the question, what were you listening to or exposed to, I suppose even, that made you think I'm going to pick up a guitar and use that as my primary tool of expression? Do you
0: remember? That? Um in high school, I played the trumpet and the French horn, and those were the least sexy instruments in the world, okay? Nobody ever says, play this trumpet solo for me. Nobody's ever said that ever. Uh, so so, uh, so uh, I went to school for uh, recording. Uh, I wanted to be a sound engineer at the time, and I found out quickly that everybody played like a, a, a different instrument. Uh, they all played either guitar, drums, or bass. Uh, or piano, um, and if you didn't have any of those in your gamut, like you were very, very restricted as to what you could do. Uh, so I had to play. I had to learn an instrument. So I started with piano. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do that. That's not for me. Uh, at that point in time. And so I was like, okay, guitar is the next best thing. Let's do that. And at the time, like I was just kind of look for do something different. Like uh, Dipset was the biggest band at the time. I love music, so I was really, really looking through a lot of different soul records, 50s, 60s, 70s records, and I was going through all of that and realizing that back then everybody was playing the guitar. Everybody was kind of doing something. And that was just normal back then. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn this guitar. And we're going to start a band. I didn't know what the band was going to sound like at the time, but I knew I wanted to start a band. And uh, we kind of just went through like probably 20 members of people that we played music with. And it came to the point where I was like, okay, it's not working. We can't find... What we actually want to do Let's just be loud And let's do some rock, some rock stuff uh, There was one Toronto Other Toronto area act Named The Carps uh, Who since broke up But uh, uh, lead singer His name is Jamal Padmore But I saw him on stage once And I was like Yo This guy looks like me His lyrics are representative Of where we're from And the show Is like a really really diverse And inclusive environment I just felt so amazing there and that was kind of like the last thing that kind of put me over I was like we're going to make a rock band we're going to be loud we're going to do something that is not on this scene and we're going to continuously just do different things F everybody else and what they have to say about it and that's
1: where it came from
0: that's where it came from okay
1: yeah. so it's instantly attitude just instantaneous
0: it's, an, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a chip on our shoulders we got and uh, deserved or not but it's there yeah no I hear that
1: I hear it for sure Okay, well, let's get into the ends a little bit here. Uh, we had alluded to the fact that there has a, there's obviously a pandemic. Uh, you guys basically shut down the concert industry from what you were saying earlier. Yes, but, you're welcome. <laughs> everybody's welcome. <laughs> I, I imagine you made this record prior to the pandemic, yes? Yeah, yeah. yes, we did. And, and so I'm curious about the motivations for it because I was listening to it, and it's very aggressive, but then I urge everyone, if they have access to the lyric sheet, To spend time with it as I've done, because I was astonished by how dark it was, to be honest, and how aggressive it was. Can we delve into that? Like, it seems to me on the one hand, oh, and then by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen the video for To Death or something like that, like, it is a very macabre violent is it wrong i don't want to use the wrong words but there's
0: no it's not it's not yeah. so we're trying to make movies um i got into videos over the pandemic and because we couldn't play shows so what we're going to do we got to do something yeah. so i always wanted to learn how to make videos and i always hated performance videos though so like people people lip syncing
1: and whatnot like yeah lip syncing yeah. and
0: playing your songs and we've done that a lot right so i feel like if you have an image Why don't you tell a story? So I've been trying to make, when I direct videos and edit videos, I try to make it a story, whatever story I can tell. I've been watching a lot of just murder TV, a lot of, a lot of different uh, dramas, high intensity dramas. So all the things that, all the ideas that come out of me usually involve some type of like either sci-fi or or dramatic type of storyline that I want to kind of execute in our videos.
1: What have you been watching? I'm just curious.
0: Oh, man, I've been watching a lot. I watch a lot of TV. That's my thing. So, so, did you did so, you by uh,
1: chance watch that limited series, Your Honor?
0: Oh, of course I watched Your Honor. Incred- yeah. Incredible. Incredible. That was probably one of the best shows of last year. Uh, Euphoria, incredible show that are just like dark and this beautiful at the same time and the way they shoot it. Um, I brought up
1: Your Honor because, uh, and for those who haven't seen it, let's not ruin it for them because it's impossible. Like It starts so harshly and then it keeps going and you're on the edge. of your. I didn't particularly love the ending personally, but at the same time it was quite, it was very telegraphed poetic justice. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone. Yes,
0: it had to end that way. It had had to end that way probably, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: But my point is like then I watched your video uh, recently for To Death and I thought, there's a connection like so there's gunplay in that video yeah. and uh so to speak and then when i listen to the lyric, listen to you sing and your delivery and i read the lyrics uh i can't help but be worried about you a little bit like there seems I, i'm a little no, concerned okay. that uh <laughs> because it's really the the record comes across as kind of like fuck everything nothing matters and it's hard to shake like it, it seems like custom built for a time where people are struggling with such thoughts and ideas during yeah. a pandemic and during, you know, these small civil wars that are going on around the world because yeah. people are finally fed up with, really, really fed up with racism, uh, economic yeah. disparity, all sorts of things. Like, there's just a lot bubbling up and I feel like your record anticipated it a little bit, if that makes sense. Does yeah. that make sense?
0: Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Like, I think, like, well, the best way to put it is um, when we're, when I was making the ends, I was questioning if I could do music anymore. Um, to be a musician, like you've got to be kind of crazy, because it's a very, very expensive venture. It requires complete dedication, or I believe it does. And you have to bear your soul. You have to be you have to be willing to bear your soul, and you have to be able to risk like it all. And uh, to release music, you're really, really releasing a part of yourself to people to interpret in whatever way they want to, and like. And sometimes they may see you there, and then they just let you go away, you know. And we've been in the band, bi- we've been in the band since two thousand and seven. Um, and I was kind of just tired of everybody. I was tired of my bandmates. I was tired of myself uh, for being my own obstacle. I felt like I was my own obstacle. I felt I was like I was leading my friends to failure. We're all dedicating our lives to this stuff, and I am the guy you had to look to to kind of lead and push this on so you know I wanted to let people know that like this is not a game like we're fighting for representation here mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing a bunch of people be placed ahead of us that like more power to them but why why are you not recognizing our contributions to this why don't you realize that this is based off of systemic racism do you realize that it is yeah. let me paint the picture for you if you need it and I'm just i was i was just sick of it so i wrote an album which was filled with threats uh, to to the canadian music industry uh huh. in general <laughs> like like honestly we just want to be seen we want to be heard uh, and we want people to know that what we're fighting for and who we're fighting for this is not just for ourselves we're trying to do something different we want to be represented and we won't take no for an answer. And that's kind of it, man. Like, pick a song. I'll, I'll choose a lyric for you. <laughs> that is
1: super fascinating. And given what we're doing, you know, the timing of this, when we're doing this, it seems to have worked. You provoke, you provoke <laughs> it, the Canadian. It's working. It's, yeah. It's working. You provoke the Canadian music industry, and they've come around on some level. What we'll does see. that tell we'll you? See. Well, you know what I mean? Like you said, this is a pretty significant moment for you and this band. What does that tell you that you provoked? It tells me that you provoked people, and they they're they're here for you now. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, um, like when we were making this album, I remember like I want the lyrics to say something, and I want to embody like it seems like people only listen when you're, sometimes when you are yelling, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, but like I look at Kanye West, or not even just yelling vocally, but like being loud. Yeah, yeah, no, I know look what you at mean. Kanye West, I look at. Kirk Cobain, I look at David Bowie. I look at Prince, and I look at some of the things they said. I studied some of their interviews, and I studied like why people were really fixated on their music and them as identity, their identities. And I was like, oh, "It's because they they just don't give a shit. They don't care. They stopped caring. They stopped trying to be nice. They just started to be wholly consumed with what the message was, and for the better or the worse of that. Hmm. And the message for us was we're tired of not." being noticed and everybody in our community not being noticed we're going to fight for this and fight us if you have a problem with it (laughs) and uh but like we're trying to unite people and it's we're just lucky honestly to be honest because like along the way uh if you say it loud enough a lot of people will hear it and they'll help out you know this polaris thing i i view it as a hey we see we see and we hear you you know um so like it's nice to be recognized when you're going through something like uh and and it doesn't necessarily need to be a nomination or anything like that even just like a hello can work from time to time because like that recognition when you're in these spaces you never know what somebody's going through like i've been really really angry for a long time and like i'm certainly getting out of it and i'm just appreciative with like how things have gone and i know that like we still have to push further so it's just easier for the next generation. Why well, this, this shouldn't have taken 15 years? Yeah. So I'm going to make yeah. sure. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make it my mission that any artist in the same position as me is empowered with knowledge and connections that it won't take them this long to connect to what the music industry is, yeah. and they won't have to compromise themselves to get to where they need to go. They'll be able to have all the information, and that's my mission uh, going forward.
1: I mean, that's a noble mission. I feel like, uh, you know, if anyone's going to accomplish it, I can see you doing it Uh, just based on your drive. I want to draw us back to some genre conversations we were having, uh, maybe as it relates to how you've been perceived uh, and also how you've been accepted. Because I've had a few conversations over the last four or five years about rock music Mm -hmm. uh, and its place in... Uh, You know, in critics' notebooks, if you will, like end-of-year lists, just the general acceptance for years, decades, almost most of a century, folk, rock music, guitar-oriented music has dominated. And then with the rise of hip-hop, electronic music, all sorts of other genres, and by the way, I'm not discounting jazz or R&B or soul or anything like that, but there's been this sort of expectation that if I'm going to listen to and experience live music, there's going to be a guitar on stage, there's going to be drums on stage. But as I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to give you a horrible, rudimentary history lesson, but we, I think, most of this century has been dominated by synthesized sound of mm-hmm. some sort of a, one sort or another. So I've had these conversations over the last few years with people. I just had one recently with Kevin Drew of Broken Social Scene. Love. Yeah,
0: Tell him I said hi I, will. I, don't, know him, but, I, will. I don't know him but tell him <laughs> Well,
1: well it was, the context The context was he has this new uh, Solo uh, album that's completely electronic uh, That he made mm-hmm. with an app And we I was trying to broach this Like you're in a, a member of this Indie rock band And now yeah, you're just, making this yeah. Different kind of music or whatever But anyway he pushed back on me uh, On my argument which is that Things like Polaris for example Like look at the last I don't know how many winners like it's been a while since a guitar oriented, like focused artist has won and uh, which is fine. I'm not I'm not complaining about it. But when you talk about how you're marginalized because of race and maybe the things you're saying, is there any part of you that feels like the music you're making punk oriented rock music, if you will? And I don't mean to be reductive. No, I love but it. But you're talking about how there's money in it now, and that's why there's a resurgence. You're seeing all these bands come out. That hasn't been my experience as much, and I think the collective experience is, there is like, who's the biggest rock band in the world right now? Probably still Foo Fighters or something? Like, who is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's dominating the musical conversations? It's generally not loud rock bands anymore, which is great. They had their day but you're a loud rock band <laughs> trying to push through. Sorry, do, you, do yeah. you hear where I'm coming from a little bit? Yeah,
0: well, I think, I think I'm hearing a lot of different things. Um, I would say that the guitar music, and I was having actually a conversation about this not too long ago, of like the rock star being dead. Like we grew up in an era where we got to witness a bunch of different rock stars. Jack White is a rock star. Um, Kirk Cobain was a rock star. Jimi Hendrix was a rock star. Yeah. An identifiable personality that played a guitar and, and curated a sound that really changed the generation of musicians that went after that. Now, the way music is consumed is completely different. It's uh, mostly delivered to you electronically. Nobody's taking taken trips to the CD store the, to talk to the CD guy or girl or them, whoever it is, and getting curated picks for themselves. It is algorithmically delivered to you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a computer decides what you should listen to. Um, based on other things you've been listening to, on, supposedly. Based on other yeah. things you've been listening to, additionally, and based off of what needs to be promoted, yeah. Like a playlist, the playlists that are delivered to you, the most popular playlists that people are listening to. How do they get their orders that they are in? Mm-hmm. How do how does that happen? Um, like I don't know. I don't I don't have the knowledge, but I would just ask. Like, how does that happen? Like that? Uh, how do we know? Uh, Jersey Drake, shout out to Jersey Drake. Is gonna be on all of them. (laughs) Like, how how do we know this electronic drum rock band is gonna be on all of them? Like, why is it structured that way? Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, unfortunately, depending on who you speak with, there is an algorithmic formula as to how you are delivered uh, your items. Right. uh, And you're listening, and it just has killed rock stars like a uh, a lot of that could be personal a lot rock, of bands rock be stars
1: more. or rock music though there's a, a distinction because well, like, I think
0: I think I think rock music right. uh rock music and a lot of that like I don't want to take a personal accountability away from anything supply and demand is a thing yeah. it is a real yeah. thing. some people want to listen to different things there was a whole 80s that was all electronic <laughs> right uh, and that wasn't that bad i liked 80s music i don't know if everybody else liked it but <laughs> i loved it um but uh like, that happened, and maybe we're just in the 80s again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe it's trending back the other way into where, like, a band that makes live music and, and does pretty much whatever they want to do uh, can be received just a little bit better. But there's just some obstacles that you have to overcome in how people are grandly delivered music, what music is written about. Um, I think we're in an age, just to kind of harp on Foo Fighters being, like, one of the most popular bands ever, Dave Groff, flipping legend, if I was going to talk about like the top 10 grossing bands or top 10 bands, I'm mostly thinking about bands that have been in there for like 20 and 25 yeah. years. Why? Yeah. Like, Why is that? Right. Why am I still talking about the Foo Fighters? Uh, I love them. Don't get me wrong. Flipping legends. They deserve it. But what else is out there? Now, talk about Canada. There are a lot of bands that have been grandfathered that deserve it because they did their work into the industry. But I believe the Canadian industry can do a... a a better job of developing talents as exports to help change the way it looks and feels. How do we change the way this looks and feels? What's coming out yeah. of this country that represent us? Is it still going to be a band from 20 years ago? The last rock star left? Uh, or are we going to look at what's going on on the ground floor? Because there's a lot of cool things going down at the ground floor right now. But I mean, so, like, yeah,
1: to your point, I agree with you. I mean, there are some major media outlets in this country that are still like, if Weezer blink 182 foo fighters do anything it's a major news story and they're popular news stories so there's a demand they're meeting that demand to cover these bands that have these like long careers and cults like serious cult audiences and i mean cults suggest small but they're not even small there's just they know if they do a blink 182 or weezer story even if some of us are like okay who cares you know at this point by the way, I was in the Weezer fan club in nineteen ninety four. So I love Weezer. you love Weezer. I will I say, I will say, if if I may, and I said I would keep this to myself. But when Please I when I, I hear your as record, as well. when I hear your record, that is a band that came to mind.
0: Not maybe I love it. I and I accept it. Okay, uh, because because I think all my friends are probably in the most representative yes. of Yes, it's just of, it's, of, it's
1: more I'm the like guitar the, and uh, yeah. band arrangement than your delivery yeah. of course like yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. weezer was like i don't even know who would be fronting weezer with you at the helm to be honest it's a demonic no, I... angry man of some sort <laughs> you know is it rob helford from like a judas priest or something i don't know it's probably not yeah. that but yeah it's you and then i mean i i don't know if you are a fan or, or know the the gentleman in the band pup uh, who also, oh, yeah, Steph
0: helped on this record. Right, there you go. Steph helped on this record, Yeah, man. So, so pop, like, it, Pup is the legends. Pups are the legends, and they don't get enough respect. And
1: I think, like, they are doing something with punk, pop-oriented yeah. punk, if not pop-punk, yeah. where I can see some lineage. Like, yeah. I, I'm friends and friendly with the people in Fucked Up, and they've done yeah. something with melodic hardcore that I think cool. transformed the city of Toronto on some level. Like, all these bands popped up. And so, yeah, anyway, all this to say, I think there's a community of loud, guitar-oriented punk and and hard rock music, uh, but I don't know that the ink is spilled on them the way it once was. And to Kevin's point, maybe that's Kevin Drew's point, maybe that's fine. They had their day, but then when I think Mm -hmm. of you and how you're trying to break through on multiple levels, after years of being, I think you're basically saying you've been ignored, it's it's yeah. it's definitely, I know this, I know there's systemic racism, but is it also the music? Like, is it just not in yeah. fashion to spend time covering a band like yours? So anyway, it's very complicated, yeah. I, I think.
0: I think it's a chicken and egg thing, yeah. right? Like, supply and demand is a real thing, and I don't think anybody needs to, like, overplay like what that means. The more people want something the more it's going to be supplied so there's too much of it is supplied <laughs> and eventually demand reduces you know so, so it, is a, it is a real thing right so it could definitely be the music but I would say there's still an element like economics kind of I think it might Me personally I think it kind of just rules everything and unfortunately it pulls levers one way or another yeah. I personally feel we're in the point of oversaturation of the same things. But the fact is that the money is still behind it to push those same things to you. Um, You yourself have identified that if Weezer puts out a record, I mean, they put in the work by all means, they're going to promote that more. If Foo Fighters mentions anything, they're going to promote that. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, And so now, why is that? You're doing it for clicks. You're doing it for money. You're not doing it for the art. You're not doing it because it's better. You're just doing it because this is an identifiable name that a lot of money has already been spent on. Yeah. So it's easier for people to recognize them over the OBGMs. Or well, who's heard of that name? <laughs> you know? Um, but like, who's to say that the OBGMs, that a pup, that a dirty nail that a, these bands that are still like have another level to go aren't doing things that are better? Uh, yeah, no, well, exactly. Good. Yeah, they're just you not know? getting it's- the
1: exposure or the coverage. And that's where. Yeah. I, I think that's part of where you're coming from. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is it seems to me that you are you said earlier you're going to fight and you're going to fight fine. to push things through. There's a yeah. few battles, different battles you need to fight uh, yeah. coming from where Definitely. you're coming from. Is that fair?
0: Oh, for sure. It's yeah. all a fight. And honestly, we're game for it. A lot, of things, a lot of people, when they interpret fight, they interpret violence. They interpret anger. They interpret la, 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 la. I, I don't think confrontation is a bad thing as long as it's respectful. Like, we're not trying to piss anybody off. We're just literally going to tell you our perception of things. Absolutely. And we're going to ask ask an honest question and ask you to review how you feel about it. And if we change your mind, fantastic. Welcome to the family. If we don't, by all means, let's shake hands and still be family. (laughs) Like, we're good. It's not all about anger. It's not all about aggression. It's all about just standing up for something that you believe in. Uh, I believe that the industry was built in a way that systemically disadvantages people of color, particularly, as it relates to me, doing rock music, uh, but in a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and if we look at the data, I'm confident that it will support that. Uh, now, the other part of it is that, what do you do to change it? Are we just going to talk? No. we got to make some progressive actions. we got to put our own money and our own collective resources to where our mouths are so we can start adjusting change because... One of the main languages, unfortunately, is money. And the money comes with the people. If we have the people that connect with the message, the money will come later. Let's just focus on building a community of people that are accepting and inclusive and that are fighting for each other. And that doesn't mean we're, we're boxing it out. It just means we're grouping together as a unit and clenched like a fist. We're together. You know, that's what I mean.
1: Well, the, the title, The Ends, to me, has a few different meanings in, in this regard, because you're talking about money and capital, that's yes. for some of us that's what the ends means it's the money or not having the money uh, for one thing Aha! and uh, it's also a means to an end comes to mind uh, which is more about I don't know production you know making things uh, or or you know producing something I suppose but then as I as I ponder the kind of stark imagery of the record and the lyrics like the end it's not just the ends it's this might be the end for For you. Not you, Danz, but whoever you're addressing. Like, if you fuck with me, that might be the end. And so there's a lot... Am I wrong on any of these levels?
0: Yeah. Like, you know what? I don't know. It's uh, it's tough to say. The Um, album
1: starts with you saying, I'll fuck you up.
0: And I'll meet you outside. I'll meet you outside and and I'll fuck
1: you up. So I know these are like, I assume... (laughs) These are narrative devices, but when I think about, Absolutely. there's many allusions to you need uh, you uh, the sorry the 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 narrative voice of each song saying I need money, yeah. like this I got to get cash, yeah. like I have to survive. You run your
0: shit. I'm needing all the cash. That's a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's why
1: I'm like the ends to me is an interesting <laughs> title. Yeah, an and yeah. image.
0: The ends. I was I was looking to paint a picture as to my emotional roller coaster until I got to the end. Of the album, uh, I would say, Vish, that you are the first person that recognized that I meant the money, the ends, in the ends as well. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but but like, I meant the end of all things, I also meant the ends, so but I also meant the end of things like a finality. I didn't know we were actually going to even make this album because I was afraid of uh, of doing something like this. Uh, I was afraid. Like imposter syndrome is a real thing, uh, and I maybe I'm not good enough. Like maybe it is the music. Maybe it's just that it's just not good enough, and it is what it is. Yeah. And if it's not good enough, like what do I need to do uh, to make? Do I need to sell out? Do I need to make something that sounds something like other things? What is the end to this? What's the end game? Right. So you know, if you go through like track by track, you'll kind of just see like my emotional roller coaster that I kind of just been going through the whole time. Which is sometimes I want to fight. Sometimes, honestly, like, it's hard to wake up for the next day. Um, Well, this is where I get
1: concerned, because I I get that you're trying to make ends meet as well, which I didn't include in my litany of end-related things. I appreciate that you did Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate where you're coming from, but it does... Yeah, and I get that it's a, a narrative voice. I've been really, as we're speaking, there was a brief fleeting moment where I thought I might get to speak to Quentin Tarantino about his new novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that prompted me. I'm still waiting for the book actually to show up in my house. But uh, that's an aside that doesn't doesn't matter cool. to you. But um,
0: I, it does. <laughs> I love Quentin Caratino. I watch his movies and I get inspired. Well, by Well, so I,
1: I I was listening to your record just uh, more thoroughly, I should say, in preparation for this conversation. Just after going through my own Quentin film festival of just going through all the films Lovely. again and. Yeah, so I appreciate violence that can seem cartoonish uh, or mm-hmm. like heightened, like a heightened I'll fuck you up, like the, the threats that are going on. But I really appreciate this conversation about where these ideas were coming from, from a place of both desperation, but also like we will Absolutely. be represented whether you like it or not. Period. So I appreciate all of that. and And I appreciate that you're self-aware of it because i would hate some of the themes are pretty dark and i will say nihilistic and i would i would i worry i'm a bit sensitive to um art that delves into those realms because i've as a fan and friend i've lost people uh and so i get worried a little bit so i don't mean to under i don't mean when i say i'm concerned i maybe maybe had a comedic lilt to it but i i you're good every you're okay den's
0: Oh yeah, everybody has their own interpretation yeah. of the music, but the good thing is that art is is therapeutic. Yeah. Music does something to your body like on a on a very, very animal level. Um that I think is healing. Like I have a I have a small niece, uh, and uh when I turn music on, no matter what the genre is, she dances. Mm-hmm. Like why is that? <laughs> because there's something that happens uh in our bodies when we hear these these shapes, these sounds, Uh and I think it's something positive. Why is she happy? Yeah. What does she know about this? <laughs> like, does she know? Does she know the record? Like, no. What does she know about this? So, um no. Honestly, kids used, love music. Yeah, it used to happen music.
1: with my kids all the time. I, my daughter was, my son liked the Beastie Boys when he was like three or four or five. Classic. And then we would play the Beastie Boys, and my daughter would just involuntarily, like yeah, she yeah. was one. Yeah, she's younger, and she just lost it. I have like a little clip of like every time I played the song, check check, check it out, yeah, which is cool. the stammering. I wasn't stammering. That's what the song is called. <laughs> anyway, she she would just involuntarily like, oh, that's the song I like. So yeah, music is important. It's, and I, yeah. I recognize in you someone who values it and A is gym. dedicated to it. And you're yeah. not... I'm glad we talked about how long you've been doing this because for some people, they're like, OBGMs, what is this Polaris nominee? Like, who is this? Overnight. There must be some overnight. overnight sensation. I appreciate your persistence. Um,
0: my, my favorite bands, uh, Billy Talent, Pup just to name a couple but like i remember like reading about them like reading in like little interviews and stuff like that just how long it took them uh you know they had to work really really hard and like i think it was like the 10 and 11 year mark before anybody really paid attention to billy talent and i was like you know what like this isn't anything new it takes a long time to kind of develop yourself and it's and it's important to be aware of that it's not it's not that bad of a thing yeah, um, but they're just my my only thing was just that there's just some other factors that are stopping you from being aware of me. Absolutely, um, but but our, but our lives
1: are long. Our lives are long. Like yeah, yeah. the other yeah. side of it, where I was going with Kevin is like I'm sick of seeing established artists who are like in their early 40s being tossed off as yesterday's news. Yeah, and he didn't like that part either
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, but no. I
1: I appreciate your persistence in sticking it out because it's not easy this is not easy to uh, make not, art.
0: if it was easy everybody would do it I, th- I will say by the end of the ends like you do get to see the bri- my brighter side after all this destruction the ability to know and be self-aware that it might be time to move on is something that kind of everybody needs to know like yeah. what what is it can you be fixated on this one problem forever or are you going to honestly just be self-aware and have be humble enough to know that it's time to time to move on and whatever that means like for me moving on doesn't mean giving up it means time to get to the next level of this game i treat this life like a video game every single lesson that i've learned a good experience and bad that i've been lucky to have all of them they're meant to teach you something that you need to learn to get to the next level and honestly, I think we're learning it every day. I learned through this experience of making this album where I didn't hold anything back that I can be myself and and get to where I need to go. It just might be harder. And, I, and honestly, I love it. I love all the people that really even tated, would even take the time to listen to us, man. We really appreciate it. Um, we appreciate being around any of those amazing artists that are around here. Like Zune, I was talking to Zune, I was like, yo, shh, this is fire. Um, yeah, well, the Zune record's this. great. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. This is really, really amazing. Uh, Savannah Ray, uh, Toby, you know, mm-hmm. like all those records are... Mustafa's records. even really yeah, good. Yeah, it's too. lovely. Like, uh, even, even good. Of course, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> but, Terms, but like, it's just, yeah. a, it's just a bunch of cool, cool, cool music, cool people. And we're, we're humble, like outside of this aggression that like I'm displaying, like we're absolutely humbled to be a part of this, like, uh, and we thank everybody that kind of yeah. made this happen, you know?
1: Well, I appreciate your, your your humility and your confidence, if I may. Um, gotcha. I, I, I'm curious, Dens. Like, so, record came out before the pandemic. Have you and you know things are now just loosening up? Are you someone who writes uh, in isolation and brings things to the band, uh, or yeah, do you have to be together? Question. I guess I'm just curious if you've been writing or recording good or question. anything like that.
0: Good question, man. Um, uh, you know, when we've made music. Uh, I've found the most success being alone. One of the things before the ends was, I was like, yo, I don't know if I can even make songs anymore. Um, Like, they're not good. Everything that was coming out of me was just straight garbage. And uh, the drummer in my band, Cole Anthony, uh, had to pull me aside and go like, yo, what is your problem? (laughs) Uh, And uh, to the point where I just started... Going to the studio a lot more regularly just to be alone. I would sit there for six and seven hours. Leave, get there at four, leave at one, uh, and and come out with nothing. And literally just be sitting in silence um, for months and months and months at a time, uh, till eventually like started it started happening. Like started making music. So like I really do enjoy the chaos of making something alone. But I'd say what it did to me, like was good and bad. Uh, I had a conversation with Calanthi just the other day. He was like, you started coming to the studio alone, but when you start coming here alone, you start to feel like you're by yourself, and you might not be by yourself. Mm. Uh, there can be a bunch of other people around you that want to help. Uh, you just have to let them in, and like, honestly, it kind of changed my whole vibe. So like, this record, um, I do still enjoy making music by myself. I'm consistently writing. Um, I try to... I like, the, I like the math behind it, so I try to get to... 25 voice notes which is different ideas whether I'm humming like every week whatever it is just make sure I do five a day and by Friday see where I'm at and see which ones I like and try to make songs out of those ones on the weekend oh I see I like the math behind it but um, <laughs> uh, but like this time I want to be more inclusive in the process like uh, I'm I'm blessed to work with two other amazing musicians man uh, Joseph Joey Brosnan uh, and Colanthi Harvey, they're amazing musicians, man. And, uh, and they definitely have something to offer. So we're trying to work a way to, to do what I do and what we do uh, together, because I think what we do is very, very powerful. But I wasn't mentally prepared to do it with other people. I was afraid that if I let people into this process, they're going to shut it down. They're going to say, this is not good. They're going to make me feel insecure about what I'm doing, yada, mm-hmm. yada. I had, like, severe, severe imposter syndrome. I couldn't take criticism very well mm-hmm. uh, at the time. or Not, not that I take it, didn't take it well. It's just that I wanted, I wanted to be the best. These are my guys. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, to yeah. be the best for them. Yeah. Like So, like, whatever we can do to make it the best. But in that process, you don't get to show your true self uh, if you're considering everybody else. And scheduling, like, getting three and four people all in the same place at one point in time, like, I hate that product. Uh,
1: particularly be, during uh, a pandemic when there's protocols and yeah. whatnot. I Exactly. Yeah, I, I, exactly. We couldn't meet. We couldn't yeah, meet. Exactly. Like,
0: we literally... Yeah, so, so it's been fun. I'm excited to see what we do next because, uh, like, the ends was made in 2019. And, like, I have just so much more music to go. Even the songs that didn't make the ends are actually really good. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see if they ever see the light of day. And I do think this process... The next album that we do is gonna be, it's gonna sound different. We're just gonna keep on doing different things.
1: So, by the sounds of what you're saying, then you haven't begun that process for a, sec- a next record. We have. Okay, okay.
0: We have, yeah. So we should be, uh, we should be recording pretty soon. I think by September. Oh, so you've um, got songs
1: r- written? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Amazing. We're,
0: we're re- yeah, we're doing really well. Um, <laughs> That's great. We're blessed. We're, we're blessed. we're blessed. We're blessed. We're <laughs> blessed. Like you know, like um, we're blessed to to do what we do, and uh, I just just want people to hear it. But it's just weird, right? Because we made an album in the pandemic that we didn't get to tour. And we're a band that thrives at touring and getting people to understand the music. Since it's different, sometimes people need that live element to kind of just, oh, I get it. It just adds another little layer to it. So we can show you all these new songs, but we haven't even heard these songs live. (laughs) I've
1: made the point a few times with different guests. Like, I think as a musician, I would always learn about the song by playing it live.
0: Yes, oh so, yes So
1: yeah, on the one hand It's for the audience to process your new record live yeah. But then as a band, you're on tour Like if you're on tour every night and you're, Or if you're playing the, the songs every night You're like Sometimes you're like I don't actually like this song <laughs> The one we put on the record Like, hey, you know what, I don't like we, Do you like playing it? And everyone's like, no, I don't like it I didn't want to say anything So you learn yeah. about yourselves and the songs By Or uh, the flip side is like Holy shit, you're singing a lyric and uh you're like oh my god i didn't know i i just realized what i'm saying like i just realized what that means that i'm saying that and so that's what i mean like those that relationship you have to the song in a live setting and that repetition
0: yeah.
1: of doing it that's really important would you agree
0: absolutely it's the most important yeah. um for us uh, we don't go into any any show with a set list so we kind of just check the vibe and try to feel the vibe of what the people, where the people are at, what the vibe of the room is, uh, before yeah. we kind of go through the emotions and just try to help them get to where we want them to go and we all kind of get there together. You find out a lot. You find out, like, what can you do to make this more thematic? How do you extend this? Like, what do you yeah. want them to hear? What do you want them to take away from the song? I think that's probably one of the things I've, that Steph actually helped me learn a lot about just making music where steph
1: steph babcock, steph, steph from, babcock from pop, from Pup, like yep. uh,
0: flipping gentleman and scholar the best freaking person period <laughs> period person <laughs> I know, yeah steph is great yeah. um uh so he uh asked me a question that i didn't have the answer to which was like what are you want people to get out of this like this line why are you saying this uh and i was like what <laughs> it rhymes baby like i don't know uh, and it kind of made me really really uh like he gave me some advice that I, like I, I tell everybody i can uh hopefully he's okay with it which is that like yo he's like basically the verses 70 percent of the verses people probably haven't even heard uh but they do hear the choruses so really 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 make sure that what you want people to hear you enunciate and say it in a way that they can hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I'm like, blows my mind. I literally rewrote the ends <laughs> when, when, when he said that. It blew my mind. I, and it seems like it seems basic, but it changed. It changed how I interpreted music. Uh, it changed what I yelled about. Uh, well, I mean, it changed- that's
1: it's a song is a communication. I think exactly. a song is you're communicating something. And so, I grew up listening to hardcore punk and playing hardcore punk, and we would just scream lyrics some of us spent time working on but then when you heard the recording or saw the band it would just be like noise <laughs> guttural noise but then you'd look at a lyric sheet as I am a lyric sheet person right Love it. so I'd look at the lyric sheet and be like oh that's amazingly clever but I have no idea based on this recording hmm. that that's what's going on that's the case for lots of different metal hardcore certain mm-hmm. kinds of punk where it's just part of the aesthetic to scream it Steph from pop is someone who enunciates He's Love a singer and you are too but still for those who haven't heard the band yet there's some distortion there's some there's an effect that is a haunting effect that I think has been applied to the production in uh, in your band and when it breaks through and there's a break and you just hear your voice I know that ang- I know anger is based on vulnerability mm-hmm. I know that assertion and aggression is based on a little bit of fear if you will, or like... Absolutely. Yeah, so I know that there's a lot of emotion going on in the decision even to be like, I want this to be a little submerged in the mix. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to know exactly what I'm saying. I want there Mm -hmm. to be mystery because you're hiding a little bit. So Wow, you're telling me. (laughs) I hear hear that in all the aggression. I, I invoke Tarantino because it's a heightened form of violence that we're meant to know. I think those of us, I mean, there's been a real problem in the world with people thinking that fiction is fact or like they can't interpret movies as like they like, oh that's a good idea. I will go and shoot some people. That's happening across the board around the world now. Yeah. And those of us who have been free speech advocates and supporting art have to be have to reckon with that, I think. Like some people don't know that it's a movie, that it's not yeah. real. When I hear yeah. your songs, I take that into consideration. That, that aggression you're putting forth is, is coming from a real place, I think, of pain. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're going to go and do the things you're singing about every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it's not like we've... like. Oh, and I really want to make it clear. It's not <laughs> like we've... Uh, no, because because uh, lyrically, every single word is real. Yeah, Every single word is a thought that has come through my mind. But there's like a step before... Uh, that everybody really kind of needs to dial back into what reality is and not take that step right like i'm not out here fighting everybody uh i'm not out here robbing (laughs) everybody that don't make no sense (laughs) (laughs) that don't don't make no sense uh but if you listen to track one and two it sounds like i might be but like you know uh but i know that's not going to get my point across that's not the point Uh, The point is that I'm angry and it's okay to be angry. There's nothing wrong with having anger. Anger is a natural emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just about how you cope with it. Uh, This is how I cope with it. Uh, I'm able to be honest with how I feel. Like, I feel that our industry, a beautiful industry uh, with amazing musicians over here, can do a little bit more to assist uh, an artist in my position, an artist that looks like me. And it makes me angry because I feel helpless, uh, in that moment uh, and there's nothing wrong with pronouncing what that anger is just don't, don't do not the dumb shit though uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, do the, don't do the dumb shit No, with I, I, I and yeah.
1: I know that's where you're coming from so I'm glad yeah. you said that and yeah. that's my perception of it as well I want yeah. to ask you so we've kind of talked about what's next in terms of you guys working on a new record uh, probably this fall by the sounds of it yeah. hopefully I, I assume it's still too nebulous to suggest you might be hitting the road or are there plans at this point to do some this- touring
0: there's plans like uh, I was. I will say that there are plans for us to go on the road. I think everybody wants to get on the road right now. It's such a beautiful thing. I'm seeing all all these acts really, really announce dates uh, all around the world, and um, I think everybody's just trying to figure it out still right now. Um, so it's a little early to say like what we got cooking up, but there's a couple things that if they happen, it would be it would be pretty amazing. Yeah, um, I'm still. Like, I'm still in a daze, though. Like, um, this has been a long time without, like, live music and touring and stuff like that. Even longer for us because uh, we played our last real show before the show that shut the city down. Uh, we played it in 2018. Uh, and oh, then, wow. Yeah. Uh, we were on tour in Europe with a band named Mando Dio. And when I got back, I was like, I think I'm done with music. Right. Because, like, one, I'm not good enough. Two, I hate how it makes me feel. This feeling. Uh, I hate this feeling. Yeah. And how do I stop it? So, like, I stopped talking to everybody for a year, and then we came back, and I was like, "We have to do this. There's something. There's we can't leave like this. It don't make no sense. <laughs> there's more to do, and and we can't go without the message, with the message being left unsaid. We have something to say, still. So, we got a lot of cool things coming. I think. Uh, I hope they happen. I hope everybody stays healthy and uh, safe, uh, so they can happen. And uh, and if they do happen, Jesus wow <laughs> exactly could be, it could be, it could be, I think that's it could be life-changing that's everyone's life-changing. Yeah, yeah
1: that's everyone's sentiment right now for sure yeah. well if people want to learn more about the ends and the OBGMs where would you like to send them uh, using you know yeah, the tools yeah. at our disposal in the current age
0: yeah absolutely the internet uh, um, <laughs> wow well uh, the best place to find us is probably on our Instagram right now which is the OBGMs uh T H E O B G M S. That's us yeah. at on everything really, yeah. and you can really just find everything that we're doing uh, on on there. Uh, I would say listen to the music, uh, listen to the album. Uh, we don't just talk about ourselves; we also like to promote other artists that we really really like uh, yeah. to see. So um, let's just share some music. If you guys have any music you want to send to me, by all means, like I. I I like being a student to this. I like learning more. If there's something that you can teach me about uh, anything, I'd love to know. Um, so hit us up. Uh, don't be shy. We're very friendly <laughs> uh, at the OBjs on everything, uh, and that's the best place to find us.
1: Okay, cool. Now, Dan's, if we want to go out, uh, I'd like to go out if possible on a song from the ends, yeah. just so people can get a sense of what we've been discussing, and uh, if that's cool with you, can you pick a song and also let us know why you chose it?
0: Yeah. Um, tough tough question I have one song Uh, I'm going to choose I'm going to choose Outsa that's track one album opener look at that okay the reason why the reason why is uh, I remember making that song really really well I was making a bunch of songs like alone uh, and I was scheduled to go meet some producer to help us structure and maybe help uplift our songs and I remember that was, like, the last song I put down. Um, and, like, lyrics unchanged, or mostly, mostly for the most part. And uh, when we actually, and just, like, we never ended up changing anything with that song. Uh, it's, like, I feel it's, like, one of the most truest representations of what we bring to the table, what we bring to me- to this music. We're doing things that you might not have heard before. In the actual recording with Dave Schiffman. the song had no chorus before, if it has one now, uh, but but, uh, but uh, uh, it definitely had no chorus before. And uh, I remember uh, bringing my friend uh, Roberto Molina of a band named Tonics uh, to play bongos on it, and uh, Dave Schiffman kind of changed the arrangement of some of the things that we did, and then dropped the full drums right on the first verse, right when the first verse started. Yeah. And he stood back and he said, that's How you make a record, and I was like, God damn, I'm <laughs> writing a chorus now. Uh, and and literally, right after that, like maybe 10 minutes later, I was like, Don't mm, 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 you mean me? Outside, meet me. And then I went in the booth and I did it, and we all sat back there with the representation of where we're from with the screw face. Okay, uh, everybody had the screw face on, and I was like, This changes everything, like, this is exactly how it should have been. Um, and I kind of Went back to a lot of the choruses on the album, and I just, and you probably, if you knowing that, you'll probably know which choruses I went back to, and I changed them, Uh, (laughs) and I and I I changed them. Uh, I want to change move on. I want to change all my friends. I want to change cash, uh, and I just changed how I enunciated things. So you heard that I am very serious uh and it just felt so freeing like and I still don't know much bands that that sound like that uh it's a good introduction listen to the whole album it's only 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's only 20 minutes like we're not it's not it's not, a, it's not a it's not a it's not a huge undertaking but but that's my favorite song on the album
1: well it's a really great <laughs> record and I appreciate your emotion and your heartfelt uh, Authenticity, like it just feels very authentic as an expression, and that's something that means a lot to me. And I'm, I know it means a lot to lots of people. So, let's hear "Outsaw" by the OBGMs from this uh, amazing new record, uh, "The Ends." And Denz, this was a pleasure for me. I hope you enjoyed it, and I wish you the best luck in the future.
0: I had had such a great time, Vish. Thank you so much uh, for even taking the time to speak with us. Uh, Big shout out to everybody from Polaris for all that, you know. Uh, And uh, come to a show when it's safe to. (laughs) And uh, it should be a good time.
1: (laughs) I'm there. You should come to Edmonton where I live. That would be fun.
0: Hopefully hopefully it's in the plans. Hopefully it's in the plans. That's all I can say.
1: Ah, well, thanks once again to Denz McFarlane of the OBGMs for appearing on this, the 628th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. Everywhere, I believe, at this point. If you can't find an episode you're looking for for some reason, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, everything you desire is at my website, vishkana.com. Dot com. Everything you desire in, in that regard, not beyond those things. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, I suppose. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Vish Creative, or follow me directly, at Vishkana on Instagram and Twitter, as a matter of fact. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this podcast. $6 or more grants you access to exclusive content and uh, by the way if you're interested in receiving a creative control t-shirt please message me on patreon and i'll get you one while supplies last a fellow named adam recently did this and then he got his shirt and he told me it looked good he was happy with it so that that could happen to you you could you could be just like adam if if you want again patreon.com creative control for more info Thanks again to Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton and Guelph are both in Ontario, Canada. Thanks to all of those organizations and businesses and companies and what have you for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks, as always, to Jim Guthrie, also of Ontario, Canada, for letting me use some of his music on the show. You can learn more about Jim at his website, jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you. Thank you to you know for listening to this episode with den's from the obgms i hope you enjoyed it maybe you're new to the show welcome uh appreciate you being here maybe check out the rest of the show some of the bands we talked about i think some of the members i should say have been on the show so dig deep if you want to if not thanks for checking it out and for everyone else please keep listening tell your friends maybe about the show subscribe to it spread the word if you can that that all helps anyway i will talk to you very soon hope you're well And thank you, and bye for now.